Learning to swim is fun. British Swim School is welcoming all new students to start their journey in the world of water. The team of highly trained experts at British Swim School will show your little fish all the ins and outs of life in the water, while also sharing valuable knowledge on water safety. So, is it time for your kids to get their feet wet? Sign them up now at BritishSwimSchool.com. That's BritishSwimSchool.com. British Swim School. Make a splash. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Oh, we're recording now. Hi, I'm Peter Page. We're here at Grit Daily House at uh, Coindeck, Coindeck Desk Consensus. Pardon me, folks. Not a professional radio host here. Uh, we're just talking data storage and gaming. I'm with uh, Tyler Lockley of Ortec, which uh, is, uh, well, I'll let you explain what your business is about. Yeah, absolutely. So what we are, Peter, is we're a Web3 data cloud, and we're really focused on changing the way people store, manage, and use their data. So how it's traditionally always worked is sort of this centralized infrastructure, and we're going to start out by, we've already built out the storage layer, working more towards the content and network delivery and then eventually we're going to be adding in the compute function on top of all of it to bring it all together is this uh, an auxiliary to uh, gaming it doesn't sound like you're uh like you're creating games but you're facilitating games am i correct there uh, yes sir we're we're actually facilitating the infrastructure for these games to run and operate in a uh, latency free and bandwidth smooth uh, environment Hmm. how big is the demand for that uh, currently, the demand is quite large, so if we look at all of the markets put together with, with centralized infrastructure, we've seen that it's very necessary not only to have the storage and the content delivery to where these games are being played and where the assets are being stored, but then also the compute function of the games actually working together. So there is a appetite for something different because the cost sometimes for a startup or a new gaming company is... It, it gets increasingly high the more assets they have, the more people that are in the game. Uh, these costs are constantly going up. And this is inherently an international market, so I presume that there's uh, a lot of considerations. Uh, we like to think it's a borderless world in technology, but the, do the assets uh, often have uh, actual fiat money value? I know that some of the games... Um, some of the games seem to me more like uh, sort of uh, gambling, you know, between players. Uh, is there money transfer? How, how high is the requirement for security aside from just keeping track of your own score? Um, so for the gamers, I wouldn't necessarily say they're, they're going to incur any of those costs. A lot of that happens on the, the, the game development side of things. These companies that are making the game for gamers. For gamers, what really matters to them is that when they're in game that they're not skipping and lagging they don't want to die unnecessarily because the content wasn't delivered because they had a lag uh, in, in the game now what the game developers can do to assist and also support these gamers is to look for infrastructure that's scalable and also makes it really easy 
to access information. We don't want any more uh, barriers to data and then how that data can be used. Hmm. Within the game? Within the game. Hmm. Has, that been a bit, has that been a large problem? I would imagine because uh, these uh, games, I, I presume, are quite data intense. They are quite data intense, and also we have to think about the archival assets that a lot of these organizations and companies have. So they have uh, maybe not necessarily assets that they're using actively, but assets that are, are stored um, from, from previous games. A great example of this is Soulcake and Habbo Hotel. Mm -hmm. They were traditionally a Web2 company where they have millions of assets. Now they're transitioning to Web3, and what they realize is that a lot of where they're storing these things, it's archived. It's sitting in someone's game that they're no longer going to play. Little eight-year-old Tyler's have a hotel. Right. I, it's there. I can still go to that room, but I'm not accessing any of these assets. So for them as a company to, to pay money on these assets where gamers aren't involved, you don't want to delete it because what if they do log in? That would probably be way more upsetting. Um, so I think that we need to find a better way to ensure that gamers' data say solid and whole, so maybe they get reminiscent, maybe they show their kids one day because that's what happened to me, I got involved in the game and realized they were transitioning to a place where I was now, and so saw an opportunity for to, to help a childhood game of mine using the technology we're employing now. Is that more an issue of transitioning from Web 2 into Web 3, or is it just storage where the Web 2 game becomes archival? And the Web3 game is, what, an outgrowth of that or something different, similar? Please explain that to me. Yeah, it's, I see it as a, a combination of both because I don't think that we're just archiving the assets. I think that they need to be managed in a way where if they are archival assets and you do call those, so someone's trying to remove the furniture or they're trying to pick it up uh, in the game, if it's archival in a traditional centralized sense, we don't know how long that delivery of content will take. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes a while and it costs you money. So on our network, we have these node devices on the edge that actually help deploy and get this to you a bit quicker. So even if it is stored in archive, you're not going to pay to, to get it out. And then also you don't have this uh, large time limit associated or not knowing how quickly you can get that data out. Hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about your company in terms of size, presence, your clients? Like, what are you, I don't know, a lot of people are secretive about their clients. You know, it's like, how many employees do you have? We have around 40-something uh, employees. Uh, the way that the company was founded, um, Dr. Lee, he was based at Columbia University, and uh, he has a uh, a research and analytics firm called Nakamoto Interior Lab. And so really they, they identified this problem early on to where um, in a macro sense, the centralized servers that we have now really aren't shown to be able to support uh, advanced metaverse augmented reality, virtual reality. We got a thousand metaverses, we have all this content data. So as the network gets more congested, prices will more than likely rise. And so I think that that's where he was trying to position himself for maybe not two to three years out, but five years out. 
when these costs start rising, it becomes more difficult to uh, deploy these really advanced technologies. So as he was building this out, he realized that you need to not only be able to store people's uh, hot and cold data, if you're going to be working with larger enterprise clients like we are, uh, it has to be user-friendly. So a lot of our, a lot of the people that we've aggregated, we've aggregated all the storage solutions, a lot of their solutions, if you tried to use their network, you'd have to have a token. And, and large enterprise clients aren't necessarily inclined to get involved with this. Um, so for us, we just had to make that user experience as simple as possible, making it look something more like a Google Drive uh, where you can use an Amazon CLI in order to operate this way. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make it really easy for larger enterprise clients to save money on their centralized storage costs. And so we saw how much we could save them. This, this ranges from 30 to 60%. And so that's really our value add going in. Is we want to start with maybe an archival storage. We want to make more like a, a standardized, you're calling this data, maybe you're a, a, a hospital admin and you need to call health data records. Uh, you want that quick, you want that fast, but you don't want to pay uh, six figures a month to do this. So that's where our main value add has been. Um, right now, a lot of our uh, revenue is generated from the licensing of Supernodes and our edge minor devices. Hmm. I'm sorry, so when you say an enterprise client, were you using healthcare as uh, an example of what could be, or do you actually have clients like that? Yeah, so when I, when I speak of healthcare, I, I'll, we'll, leave, uh, we'll leave every other state in America out of it but Alaska. In Alaska, there's Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium, mm -hmm. and they don't uh, pay insurance for healthcare. So they don't use CPT codes. Um, all of their data is associated in like a Tableau style. So for them, it's not using the big boys of uh, data or, or electronic health, health records. They're trying to figure out how to have impact across their, their organization. So this is what we're talking about right now is if we can help them lower the costs from what they're doing right now, it helps them do what they do better. And so I think that that's primarily the value add for uh, nonprofits, NGOs, healthcare systems. Um, and getting data back in the hands of the individual. So imagine going to the doctor, um, your health records could be stored on your DSS storage device, mm -hmm. and it could be stored in the private bucket. So whenever you go to the doctor, you could give him access for maybe 30 minutes to an hour. When you leave, that health data comes with you. So this lowers the costs of uh, the hospital overall as well, storing all this health data for all of us for so many years. Wow. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, that's a very interesting project you're working on, and it's further afield than I thought we were going to go. I thought we were in gaming. Yes. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. No, not at all. Didn't want to get too far off the mark. Um, content delivery, I think, is, is really the most important part of what we're building out right now that would impact gamers the most. Um, so for us, being able to deploy more of our miners in, in certain places really lowers that content delivery, makes it faster and more latent free. So if you think about uh, places like Korea, they have a really, really low content delivery network. 
but they also have associated costs in the storage and the computation side. So as we deploy more miners, if we can work with a premium gaming company, uh, maybe a, a larger capital company that can deploy some of these miners, we might be able to compete there. And then it would make more sense for a Korean gaming company to say, migrate all of their data and assets to Hmm. Okay, we're almost out of time, I, but you brought up a Korea that's interesting. That's one of the things I'd like to wrap up on. Where are the growth, Where what areas of the world are growing? And I'm also curious, like Korea is, of course, a you know, super uh, technologically advanced society, um, but you also mentioned Alaska and the native health system. How many different range of places does uh, your company have did your company services fit in? Okay. Um, I'll, I'll start with the first question. Uh, Korea, I think, is one I actually just got back from Duke, uh, a Web3 conference, and I heard a talk on this specifically, so I thought that I could come in prepared. Uh, Brazil, South American countries, um, they're also seeing a difference and a resurgence in the type of games that's created, because if you look at a Korean game, it has a certain uh, style to it, but a lot of people in Brazil aren't playing these Korean games, and so a lot of Brazilian games that are coming out are more vibrant in color, more representative of the culture. Um, so I, I think that that's what's really cool about game development and where it's developing, and where we fit into that is that as all these places are building, we're deploying nodes all around the world. And I don't want to say that we're for everything. I won't sit here and tell you that. Um, we are really interested in working with hot data as opposed to uh, traditional like content data uh, which maybe it's just like media and files um, an example is like NFT market data it's like one petabyte total storage so for us that's not really much of a market to, to build a business off of so I'm excited to see more development in South America see how the the, the Korean ecosystem continues to like almost support this building in a way. And I think that that's what's really interesting about uh, Korea and Brazil. You have these uh, community ecosystems that are getting involved. It isn't just Web3 companies or uh, whoever else it might be. It's, it's really a, a community effort. Hmm. So we find genius everywhere. Absolutely. We're good. Okay, well thank you very much. Tyler, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing this from Grit Daily House at uh, Coindesk Consensus 23. Bye, all. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at gritdaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for you app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.